you're listening to uh, welcome to the small wooden shoe the and spider web shows SWS podcast uh, this is a transitional one it's a conversation between Sarah Garden Stanley and and myself Jacob Zimmer and Vicki Stroik uh, who's the executive director at Alberta theater projects we talked this summer about leadership and and that's sort of has turned in now to to Vicky and I continuing the SWS podcast. Uh, you may be getting two of these in one day, depending on how your downloading works. Uh, but but this sort of is the beginning of that conversation with Vicky and and we're going to continue it for the next series of of podcasts on the SWS podcast. So I hope you'll join us for that and and hope you enjoy this uh this really actually great conversation. My mic is weird in it, so forgive that. Apparently fields full of horses are not optimal places for recording. Yeah, I know. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Sarah. Are you in Stratford? I am in Stratford. Wow. How's the water? How's the water? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Um, I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> like the drinking water or the swimming sure, water? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, fine from what I understand, although I'm drinking out of a water bottle right now, so. Okay. And I drank okay. from Calgary, so I'm having Calgary water in Stratford. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh, I heard about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how this goes, this is the first uh, time we're, we're recording an SWS podcast uh, without aging. The idea of the, the SWS podcast is, is to talk, largely we often talk about theater, but we also talk about that like as it pertains to our lives and how our lives pertain to choices we make. So, and yeah, and just, and the ways that, that the choices that we make are not not removed from our questions about just being alive <laughs> and being humans. Um, yeah, and I guess Vicky, we started talking about leadership stuff. Is that is that how we got all excited about having this phone call while we were walking down some road around the farm? Around the farm. Around the farm? Yeah, I think because um, we had been talking about um, the recent literary managers and dramaturgs at the Americas Conference, which I know Sarah was at, and right. um, I was just talking about the dramaturgy and leadership uh, session that I led there and uh, the article that I wrote for the Rutledge Companion of Dramaturgy and, and also my experiences, my life in the last year or so, uh, I guess two years now, thinking about leadership and how I apply a sort of dramaturgical sensibility to, or wanted to apply a dramaturgical sensibility to leadership positions and uh, my transition from an artistic leadership role into an organizational leadership role that still feels like an artistic leadership role and, and how that there's a lot of tension and similarity um, between what I do in artistic process and also how I'm now applying it to organizational leadership and thinking about how organizations work through my job at ATP now as executive director. So I think I was meditating on some of that 
and uh, that's why we decided we should chat today. Yeah, and I think you know, Sarah, beyond involvement with with Spiderweb Show, also, I I feel like those are some themes that that I would be curious to hear your thoughts on, since they since you've probably encountered some of those before. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a it's an amazing topic, and I think. Um, you know, I think actually Vicky's shown some real leadership in the last couple of years in terms of bringing that topic as an idea, uh, you know, leadership to unusual places. Um, you know, I, Vicky, I remember you talking about it, I think, through two or three years ago uh, at a mini conference at ATP and uh, the beginnings of what seemed to be the beginnings of a formulation of idea about how dramaturgy as a tool for leadership could be utilized and I I guess it opened up in my mind that the notion that kind of it's kind of boring and pedantic but I think I had just without thinking about it had imagined that leadership was connected to position rather mm -hmm. than um, leadership being something that um, that has almost nothing to do with position that position may in fact line up with a leader, but that often true leadership happens outside of recognizable positions of leadership. Yeah, uh, and yeah, there's something, there was something, there's something in, you know, when I was started to realize the, I think, and I think part of it was being in a lot of rooms with people who were doing, you know, leadership work, like consultants and things like that, and who were talking to us about, uh, you know, at Alberta Theatre Projects and other places about things like strategic planning or, uh, or you know, even how we think about programming and, and, and how we put seasons together. And I, and I was in a lot of rooms and I realized that a lot of the questions I was asking or the way I was synthesizing information came from my experiences as a dramaturg. I mean, reading a text, talking to the creator, um, seeing where the text and the creator's intention complemented one another or, or supported one another and where there were contradictions and, and really taking, you know, taking an active listening role and then synthesizing and, and ultimately helping to create a path. And I thought, you know, in those rooms where I was sitting there with the with these consultants who are meant to bring a group of people together and start talking about strategic planning. And I found myself feeling very comfortable listening and helping to synthesize the information and getting a lot of compliments from the consultants about my level of synthesizing, uh, synth synthesis. Uh, and I, I thought to myself, Oh, this is, this is dramaturgy, but it's being, but the application to a lot of folks kind of seems like, um, leadership, or it seems like magic. <laughs> and I, I was surprised. And then I thought, no, I mean, I don't know why I would be surprised about that. There's something, there's something of the, the invested outside eye, or the um, invested supporter of an idea or a goal that allows you to really see a situation from the outside and uh, and still care about it enough to to try to synthesize the information and create a goal and create a path towards it with a group of people. And there's something about the collaborative nature too of the role of a dramaturg and in theater as well that allows you to take in the different dynamics of a group, um, see where the contradictions and compliments lie and try to 
channel all of that energy towards something that moves us forward. And it was really interesting to start to realize that in those rooms and think about it that way. And, and it's, it's really informed the way that I think about a lot of things as well in my life and um, what my role is in any given situation and the value of the value of silence and the value of listening and the value of witness and all those sort of things that uh, some people may take for granted as being or assume are very passive, but they're not passive. They're very active pursuits. And that was something that was dawning on me that I'm interested in applying more and more and talking about. So, right. Yeah. I'm really curious. I mean, as, as we're talking about this, I'm, the thing that I'm going to in Banff is, is a set of training, uh, as part of the, as part of the leadership Institute there. Not, I'm not, I'm not going in the arts wing. And, and, and I think I've noticed the same thing, Vicki. I mean, I do, I do facilitation work, um, largely on the same basis of, of, oh, this is quite similar. Right? There's a group of people talking about things. I want to try to get to the bottom of that and, 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 or the bottom of their questions, or the, the, the better questions. And, and I can help, I can try to help do that. And, and that's not that different from what I do working on experimental contemporary dance. And so there's a way that that maps. I think I'm, <laughs> I can imagine, you know, dramaturgy in the world of jargon, we, we could write a book. We should write a book and make a business book. Maybe. Well, it's interesting. I actually got, a, a former board member at Alberta Theatre Projects who I've um, developed a, a nice personal professional relationship with as well. She and I have been going for lunch since she left the board. And um, she actually watched the live stream of my dramaturgy and uh, leadership conversation uh, session at the LMDA conference and got in touch with me and suggested that I write a book mm that this could be a book. And I thought that was really interesting. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people that goes, wow. So I'm just trying to think about sitting with one topic for a very long time, but I've been sitting with it for a while. So I'm kind of curious about that uh, and what possibilities are there for that. And I, you know, for the article I wrote, um, I had the opportunity to interview three or four people, but I'd really love to extend the interviews a bit further. Mm. And ask some questions you know it's who interesting did, yeah. who ahead. did you interview who did you interview uh i interviewed well uh, right right next door to me of course is uh the office of vanessa porches who was my one of my mentors um and who's artistic director at atp so you know how she applied you know i asked a lot of questions about what dra what dramaturgical skills feel like leadership skills and what her ex if she applies them and what some of the tensions are about that. Um, also, I interviewed Ben Henderson, who is a, because he was a, he was a dramaturg at the Saskatchewan Playwright Centre and a dramaturg in Edmonton, and now he's a city councillor in Edmonton. And so I was curious about the application of leadership that he now holds, uh, or he now applies in, in civic politics, whether there was anything dramaturgical in the way he was, um, he was doing his work and he talked a lot about narrative and the value of being able to tell a story, uh, tell a clear and compelling story, particularly in politics. 
and again to be able to listen to people and i also i also interviewed the head of um, the indiana repertory theater uh janet allen and she she's a dramaturg who found her way to to an artistic leadership position and she talked a lot about um being able to you know make a case to the board of directors there about um about seeing the organization as a whole organism and the kind of relationships that she was interested in building outside of the art and further. So she, she was able to talk a lot about a more holistic approach to the, to the organization as an organism and as a, as a project that was really compelling to them in terms of what kind of reach they could make into the community beyond the art on stage. And that was one of the things that really was interesting to me and was indeed a part of my, my narrative when I spoke with the board of directors at ATP uh, as I applied for the executive director position. So it, it was interesting to have that. Uh, and, and for that matter, you know, artistic director, the way that I thought about artistic directorship as well, as I was thinking about those roles. So it was interesting to see those, those common themes and since then, I've also sort of realized there's something valuable about our research, our, our desire to understand and to read read carefully. I had just this morning, actually, the reason I'm in Stratford right now is because uh, Vanessa Porches is directing here. And um, she and I are working on the next strategic plan for ATP. And I dragged out a bunch of files that I had because I've been with the organization for almost 13 years, and I had all of our previous strategic plans uh, in a file. And so yesterday and this morning, I've been reading over the previous uh, strategic plans because I wanted to get a sense of where we've been and see what common themes have come up time and time again and ask the question about, you know, where we've actually gotten to with that and ask some hard questions about it. But I don't feel like I could possibly move forward without doing the, the careful text analysis of what's come before previous drafts. And I, I realized I was being pretty dramaturgical about this, uh, even this morning. So it keeps coming up every time I pick something up, I go, Oh, look, I'm dramaturging. You know, it makes me think, uh, first of all, it's a really fascinating and I, and I hope you do actually, uh, pursue a larger, uh, inquiry about it, um, but it it makes me think about the the separation of you know I was saying position and leader, but it makes me think more about the separation between leader and leadership. In other words, mm. you know, it, it in hearing you speak about what you do, uh, what I visualize, and I feel the same in my own work is I I visualize kind of being a little bit to the right or behind the shoulders of say the front of the boat, you know, like we're going to, mm. we're going to look at that image of the boat. I'm not right out on the bow. I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> like I'm somewhere in behind, right. Um, um, possibly steering, possibly uh, pulling the sail, possibly um, doing whatever is the, the thing that actually needs to be done as we, as we sort of spoken about and that, Within that, there's a there's a person, and there's probably others there too. But 
imagining me, there's at least one person who's interested in looking at the whole boat to see how it's, you know, how it's floating, what storm is up ahead, uh, what crafts are, you know, watercrafts are in the way, like whatever. Um, so it's, it's a, it is an outside eye who's still implicated, but is likely not going to be the person, um, being interviewed at the, the finish line, you know, if it's a race, there's mm -hmm. that kind of sense of, within collaboration, part of the role, often I think, of the outside eye is not being the one that's, that's, whose role is to be the quote-unquote leader, but who is very much uh, implicated in the leadership of whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's new to me. Like that's a new, that, I mean, a relatively new kind of uh, appreciation of the breadth of leadership, you know? Yeah. And how you, I think too, one of the one of the interesting questions for me has been how I, how I look at the, the work of my, of the staff and of the team as a whole too, and how I encourage and empower them to, you know, provide that information and help, help me synthesize the actual view of, you know, what storms are ahead and how things are, how things are floating and, and also what wild things are underneath the surface. Yeah. Um, what exciting sort of dreams are are mm. underneath, and um, and that's that's also something that I've always you know when I think about what I appreciate about creating and playwriting and 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 devising and and, and theater and art for that matter is um, is that there's something. There's, there's organizational principles that are, you know, based on past experience and a view to the future and the reality of what is now, but there's also something inherently exciting and uh, human and emotional and wild that it touches. And I feel like when we think about, you know, an organization or, um, you know, when we think about a company, there's, that's often ignored. Um, and we have to appear to be very rational in the way that we think about or express, not necessarily even think about, but think about and express ourselves. You know, what are we doing here? Well, we are serving X number of people a year and all of that stuff is very important. But there's also, we're, de we're denying the real value of what we're doing if we're not talking about what what effect it has on an even, or, or why, why we're all there to begin with on an even deeper level. And that's something that I'm really interested in. And I feel like as leaders, yeah, we have to have a handle on all the deep, on all of the particulars uh, and how we articulate things to different audiences, depending on what, what their, what piece of the, piece of the organism or piece of the organization they're interested in, in understanding but there's also something always valuable about what what wild things are under the surface and what's driving us that I'm really interested in finding a way to articulate it and to get my staff to talk about as well. Because um, that's the most, usually those are the most compelling things to me. They always have been to me. And I feel like that's why I continue to work in the theater <laughs> um, and love it. And so how do we make... How do we bring that kind of 
how do we bring that kind of dialogue or that sort of um, expression out in, in terms of how we articulate ourselves as organizations? And I think that's, I mean, I think the thing around theater sounds like that, that resonates to me on that need on any, on maybe any field or organization that is like, is, is uh, values led or visions led, like it's, we're not in it. The, the means of success and the motives for being involved are not likely to be money and fame. Um, if they are something horrible has gone wrong. Um, so, but to, to be able to tell the stories and to connect with those real reasons for being interested in, in the art form seems incredibly important. Like it, the moments that I tune out as, as a staff person or, or even to myself is when it's like, oh, this is just a job like any other job and isn't connected to those pretty central, you know, did my, my sort of joke is around you know, set of personality disorders that makes me really care about theater or interested in this live event and groups of people working together on it that if I can't kind of connect to the root of that impulse, then I, I get confused very quickly about why I'm doing something. I mean, I think, and, and, and I hear that in, in, and I see that in, in how many people theater loses to other fields. So does that, by that logic, is it possible to draw a conclusion that all all, all of those who remain uh, in the theater are leaders. Uh, maybe I, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that is the, that's the very positive way of looking at that. I, cause I also worry, I worry also sometimes about, I mean, I think theaters, especially, you know, a scale that maybe Smallwood Shoe is more at than either ATP or, or the NAC, uh, where, where retention and, and, and finding qualified collaborators is a real problem because of, of resources. So, I mean, at some levels, it's almost a problem that everybody's leaders, and maybe this is something else to talk about, uh, is, is that we're, you know, the only people who stay in it are people who want to be leaders. And I don't know where I'm going. It's early for this thought. Uh, but I, I just, I think there is something to acknowledge that, that we lose a lot of very competent, skilled people because of the scarcity in the field. And I don't always know that that, then produces this, like, we all have to be leaders. But that doesn't necessarily mean actually that we all have the skill set for it, or the mm -hmm. personality mm -hmm. for it. But, you know, the Jacob Wren is always talking about a quote from somebody else around artists aren't necessarily the most creative people, they're just the most willing to work really hard to try to make money on their creativity. Yeah, it's like saying it's like saying survivorship is not necessarily leadership, you know. But yeah. there is there is, I think, uh, potentially anyway, 
um, room to understand it as such. Yeah. Because, you know, like through the very, like through attrition, which you just sort of are alluding to, you know, as we all know, because we've all got some years behind us now, there's lots of us in our 20s. There's suddenly less of us in our 30s. There's remarkably quite a few less in the 40s and 50s. You know, it's, yeah. you can see it happening for really good reasons. And, you know, I've seen some people leave the, leave the profession and their leaving has been a real leadership move, in my view, because they've done something really, really fast. Like Ben, you know, that's, that's um, uh, Ben Henderson going into civic politics. Um, uh, Sean um, uh, going into, I can't remember the last name, from Catalyst, um, going into mm -hmm. chiro becoming a chiropractor. Um, Sean Williams. Um, there's like a number of really interesting things that people within the business do to sustain the possibility of the business continuing, sort of fighting for it from the outside, understanding that their roles might be better, that they might be able to, able to make a better impact from making a move away than they can in terms of both their happiness, but also their contributions from staying within it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think, it's possible anyway, or this is, this conversation is making me wonder as to whether or not we just kind of, we, I, without thinking, just imagine that those who remain in the biz are, are doing so because they've displayed some kind of leadership, whereas it may just be a capacity to survive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is something, there's something, okay, and I've been thinking about this too. It's like one of the other things about leadership is that – you may have all of the sort of you may have natural skills towards it or a way of thinking, but the the real key to it is actually being able to stand up, you know, and say, this means something enough to me that I'm going to apply everything I have to it. And um, to, to say, hey, everybody, uh, you know, I want to take accountability mm. for my work and my thoughts and my life and my energy and um, there's a lot of different ways to do that let's be clear there's a lot of different ways to do that but I feel like in, if those of us that have decided to make a, a life in the theater or continue to have a life in the theater there's something of that in us because it isn't it isn't a, an easy pursuit and there's something about applying everything that you are over a very long period of time to the pursuit of something that that truly means something that you feel will have an impact on others that has a, a root in, in leadership. So will all of us end up in, you know, the you know, as as you're saying, Sarah, the difference between a leadership position and leadership is what makes me uh, wonder and I about this because I think I think that we're we all have made a decision to live uh, or, or, you know, with a, give, give, or give or take some good and bad days, let's be clear. But um, we've all made a decision to live our lives towards something that we value and, and put everything we can into it. And there's something of, the, of leadership in, in that. Um, and a lot, you know, I'd say not everyone is wired for that. Um, and is it, you know, is it recognized as leadership? Uh, you know, in the externally, well, I'm not so sure it is, but that certainly feels like leadership to me. And so there's something really 
that that yeah that conversation just made me really think about about that the the, the sort of courage to mm-hmm. live your life that way um, and to and to devote that much energy and yeah. devote the devote the time to question it too and the and the ability to get those things done I having having been in in session community group sessions and and other sorts of sessions where I'm I'm so used to uh art rooms where even if we spend a huge amount of time talking and i'm in a lot of rooms that involve a lot of talking like rehearsal rooms there's still a sense that like things get done decisions get made and you know and and all of that is with that degree of investment and i've been in other rooms where that doesn't happen as easily and i'm again, have that sort of realization, Vicky, of being like, oh, we're actually good at this. Like, we're good at, at, you know, at, at our best, we're good at not being siloed. You know, being on the farm is an amazing thing for that. Like, if, if something needs to get done, we all just have to do it. And, and the, the farm, the caravan farm is such a lovely place for those roles being less less concrete but i think that that that's something generally that is just true in theater because almost because of the scarcity there's an incredible resourcefulness and and in order to survive there's there's some relationship with resilience (laughs) you know good and bad days mentioned but those those things then can i think can with with the proper like articulation like i think it's interesting that that you know in in the conversation coming up you know i'm learning stuff about or thinking about stuff that i haven't and and i wish and it's it's great that we're having this conversation because i think the conversation helps it those the things that we're developing as theater makers uh those those can transform into leadership but it's also important that we talk about them and I think train for them mm-hmm. that it's, that it's having been through hours of work with, with the AIDS committee of Toronto on support group facilitation made me better. Like the training that we did, but there's not, I don't know where that professional development happens for artistic directors or dramaturges or executive directors. Well, and I think too that there's a, there's a, there's a separation, I think an important separation to be made between management skills, people skills, uh, human resource skills and leadership. Um, you know, like I think of say Artaud or Genet, um, their thoughts, um, have directed generations, um, that, that followed them. But I'm not sure I, I would have wished either of them to have been someone, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have led boss. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I think because, you know, leadership is, is, a, is a term de rigueur, like you're going to leadership mm-hmm. uh, institute. Like it's, a, it's, this, it's now been actually a siloed pursuit in the midst of um, a number of other things that we're sort of like trying to extract the essential, the essential juices from mm-hmm. the fruit to, to turn out these perfect leaders where kind of picking up on what Vicky was saying and what interests me about the separation of person from idea is that leadership is a, is a p- 
potentially, or at least I'm, I'm proposing, sort of a more amorphous thing that is um, that comes out of really healthy or, or can come out of really healthy collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't actually pinpoint you know, who's Zoom and who is just knowing that there's Zoom and happening. And, and like you say, Jake, if you're in a room where you're feeling it, it's working, things, things are getting done. And there's clearly, um, leadership is at play. If, if we were to reduce, we were to reduce whatever's working to that kind of word. And then in those other rooms where it's not, um, and you know, it's not about pinpointing, one person over another, but I, I, I am curious about this this idea that it's reducible to a person. When in fact, I think ideas. Um, you know, Jacob Jacob Rand's a huge leader in, in in my you know my personal sphere um, because of what he'll what he'll put out on Twitter that just makes me consider or reconsider something um, because of the kinds of choices that he's made because of the kind of work that he's interested in. Um, he displays a kind of leadership by virtue of his uh, desire to fully express his interests. And that, again, doesn't, I have no idea whether he'd be a good boss or not. You know, I, I don't know. So it's a, I'm, I'm interested in that separation. I, and I, I, I totally, I hear that. I do think like, and I, and I agree that it's not located in a person. I think there are, I think there are skills and uh and frameworks and and also like self-awareness which a lot of those skills just are like i i that that we can train the whole and ideally i think for a collaborative room to work the whole room is getting has has a mechanism for talking about and improving those skills yeah where it's not going to one person i mean i think Uh, like, you know, the, the Arto one is, is it, you know, those are, those are super into that, that question of what is, you know, the various forms is a super great one around like, yeah, there, cause there's I'm, artistic leadership in terms of, we look back on the legacy and it's an important, it's sure. an important part. But it, it's important, you know, I, I want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm working with, uh, you know, I think a terrific leader, like I think Jill Kiley is an amazing, uh, artistic leader at the NEC right now. And I'm really, I love working with her. Um, and I, and I feel, uh, I feel quite confident in her leadership, uh, skills. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's, she's a, in my view, not a natural born leader. I have no idea whether those exist, but she's definitely somebody who works really well in a leadership position really well, you know? So I'm not, I'm not denying that there's leaders. In fact, I'm really interested in in leaders through history and in, in our present. And I'd say, you know, Vicki, you've, you've transformed from somebody who incorporates all the skills that you had in terms of a full-time dramaturgical life and now have become uh, a leader by virtue of the position, but you were always a leader. It's just now you're in a position where it's, it's more intelligible in terms of narrative. People go, Oh, right. Oh, that's, that's the head of that organization. Oh, I, I understand that, you know? So I think that's cool too. And I, and I would consider you a leader. I did previously, but it's, it's just clearer now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's less, uh, there's less arguing externally about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's, yeah, like that's, yeah. that's the, that's the, old, you know, and, and when I, when I talked, when I first got the job, I remember having, um, having this conversation with the staff and saying, 
you know, what this may look, what this may look like externally is me, you know, crossing the floor from art to business, or it may look like me, you know, crossing the floor from supporter to leader, but I don't actually see it in either of those ways. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just going to apply it differently. Mm. And externally, it will say executive director on my business card and my name tag. And so there'll be less arguing about it externally, but it doesn't feel different to me. And I remember having that saying that, and I even kept my old office um, because I just didn't feel like I wanted there to be any sense that I was crossing the floor. Um, Mm. So that was an interesting thing. And, you know, one of the other things too that occurs to me and that I've thought about a lot. And then when we talk about forces in our lives, it's inevitable that I will talk about surfing. (laughs) Um, So, one of the other things, too, that's been interesting for me is around the time I started thinking about leadership and, and leadership positions and just thinking the way that I'm thinking now uh, was around the time I started to learn how to surf. And what it taught me was a bit about the value of um, working within the forces that are there as opposed to trying to control something. Um, and the value of that and the, the real challenge that like really rewarding challenges of that because you know, as surfing and the ocean and, you know, for that matter, theater and art, there's something you can try to control it all you want, but it, it that's not necessarily the, the, that's not the point, nor does it allow for the most rewarding uh, work to be done or the most rewarding ride to be had um, mm. or lesson to be learned. So there was something really interesting about that. And, and that's, I think about it, I think about uh, the tension between, uh, and, and it's something interesting, the tension between the idea of, of um, being a support, uh, being a supportive person who's mm. about supporting things uh, and also being a leader or about um the perception that you have to control things uh, in order to lead them versus allowing what allowing the forces that exist to be there and finding a way through them, finding a way to, to use them to the best of your advantage. And, and that's, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about leadership as a dramaturg and as a surfer a lot. And we'll see as I apply it in this new, in this position, what that means exactly, but there's a bit of a tension between what's perceived in terms of the role that I have now and possibly the way that I'm approaching it. And so I'm, I'm interested over the next few years to sort of see how that, see how that settles for me and for other folks too. And, you know, we talk about um, some of that professional development that's outside of our particular cultural sphere one of the things I'm really excited about, I'm going to um, California in October to surf a bit and go to Disneyland with my nephews and that kind of thing. But I'm also, I'm also going to try to meet with some of the interesting not-for-profits down in Southern California around surfing, like the Surf Rider Foundation and the Center for Surf Research at San Diego State University, and meet with some of those folks and get a sense of how they, how they apply themselves as surfers to not not for profit leadership and and uh, an organizational vision because i'm really curious about that too and that is a, that is a side of it uh, you know and, a, and an ex, a different look at how those things can work that i think will really inform my own work moving forward and the way i think about all these things 
Um, maybe that, uh, maybe that potential, that, that, that future conversation, cause I think there's so much here and we could probably chat for a while on it, but Sarah, you have to, you have to get on a, get on a, on a bus, on a bus, or on, on a bus, bus. Nice. Get on a bus. Yeah. Got a bus to catch. Um, so thanks so much for, for joining it. And this does feel like the, the beginning of a conversation. I'll be interested. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe we can have a, a touch back once once we've uh, I've, I've done my training. I can tell you what yeah that'd be great. what that was about and and uh, we can talk more because I do I think it is a a hard and interesting conversation that 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 is important in our in our field at the moment. Yeah, um, and I, I'd I'd love to talk more. You know, once I talk to the the surf leaders, yeah, surfer surfer leaders. Um, a bit about a bit about what that's brought up for me as well. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Well, well thank you very much. Thanks yeah, so much. This um, really great. Can you, Vicky, are yes. any of those things uh, that you mentioned, like the LMDA talk in the article, are those online? The uh, the talk is. You can get okay. it on the LMDA website uh, okay. under the conference um, under the conference. Uh, materials or the conference page i can also send uh, a link to it if you're going to be posting this yeah you can post the link as well uh absolutely and um the article isn't yet but it, it's being printed in the rutledge companion to dramaturgy okay so um i can check in about whether or not i can uh make that available but um that's coming out very very soon and we do try to have links to things we talked about in the show great uh and that those are either at smallwoodenshoe.org or at spiderwebshow.ca. Great. And there you click through to the experiments. Excellent. All right. Thanks. Have a Thanks safe, very much. safe travel, Sarah. Thanks. Yeah. Talk to you both soon. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye.